Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the 13th edition of the Fallout Feed Roundtable. It's the first episode of Season 2. Hey. We are the show who compares and contrasts Fallout experiences through a lively roundtable discussion by playing through the same quest with characters who have been randomly assigned drastically different attributes. Welcome, everyone. Hello. Hello. Oh, man, that's great. Uh, Roundtable, Season 2, everyone. Right off the top, here we go. We got some uh, returning uh, participants from last year. We'll won't beat the uh, beat Juana to the ground here. Juana is not with us today, so uh, hopefully Juan will be joining us in the future for the season. But today we do have with us Victor. Hello, Victor. Howdy, howdy. And Jeremy. Hi, Jeremy. Hello, everybody. And Kara. Hi, Kara. Hey, Is your microphone working today? It is. Great. And Colin. Hi, Colin. Hey, guys. Oh, it's great to have everyone back with us, and of course we miss you, Juan. Juan said he hadn't saved Nick yet, so he couldn't join us, but uh, I say that's pish posh. Come on anyway. But uh, if Juan hops on, that'll be great. Uh, if not, uh, we'll see you right in the future, Juan. Uh, right off on the top of the show, guys, here, welcome to Season 2. Um, yeah. Some some differences that might uh, you'll notice will be that um, here we will plan on recording two shows every time we get together for a recording session. There are four recording sessions planned for season two, and we will work through um, Automatron and uh, Far Harbor, two of the story DLCs that have been released for Fallout 4 so far. Uh, There are 12 quests altogether, so we'll break those 12 quests into four equal shows, so three quests per show. And we'll have four recording sessions. Each of those will be broken into two episodes. So uh, we'll go for about an hour here. We'll probably be mainly just character introductions, I'm assuming, for us right now since uh, we'll get into our character builds. And then uh, we'll break and do another episode, and then we'll air those um, separately. So pulling the curtain aside, that's how going to be the format of the show. And uh, another thing, guys, look at this. We called for play-alongs always. We, we encourage play-along people to come out and uh, do the roundtable with us. And I've just been blown away. We got 18 people who showed interest, and that's uh, amazing. That's pretty good. Wow, awesome. Getting some play along stats. So I handed out that many sets of stats to everyone, um, but uh, I haven't heard back from quite everyone yet. What we're doing is uh, on the first season and on all the Skyrim roundtable episodes. If you heard those, we would just tack feedback onto the end of the episode. And by doing that, Michael would just do that, and none of us would actually hear any of the feedback from our listeners. So that was a little bit of a 
you know, it's sort of a downfall of the show that we just tack feedback on so no one could react. So what we decided to do with this season is I've already gotten over 75 minutes of audio feedback sent to me for this first episode, which is way too long to just tack onto the end of the show. And to promote a more interactive environment, I figured we would have just sort of like a separate, easy breezy, if show up if you want to, and we will uh, play the feedback live in a separate episode, and people can show up and interact with the feedback, which I think is more the point of the show, is to promote the interactive community side of it. So uh, I figured with the feedback this year, uh, we'll probably, this year, sorry, this season, we will probably just spin off uh, um, sort of a, a talking roundtable. You know, if that makes sense to you guys out there who have ever seen like a, Talking on a podcast. Talk, talking bad or talking... What a concept. What, what is that? Talking bad? And, talking dead. And talking dead. Yeah, those two shows. Shows that talk about other shows. You know what I mean? We'll, we'll swing off of Chris Hardwick's nuts for a little bit longer here. <laughs> um, so that'll be the format of the show probably this year. I've already got 75 minutes for this first episode, so that's pretty exciting. Thanks, everyone, for sending in feedback. Keep them coming in. Uh, we'll, we'll put that together here over the next week or so. So if you guys want to hop in on that sort of thing, that's great. Or I can just sit here and uh, react to myself. Anyone is welcome, even people in the community. We'll open it up to have people in the community come back and uh, uh, check in with feedback. It doesn't have to be just us. you know. And all, all are welcome in this. One of the big aspects of the roundtable is the community aspect we like to share with everyone. So uh, if no one has heard the show before, we'll go ahead and just give brief introductions to our uh, our cast of characters here, not our actual characters, but our, our participants in the roundtable. Uh, Jeremy, would you mind just telling us a little bit about yourself, maybe your name, where you're calling in from, that sort of stuff? I am Jeremy. I live in uh, West Bend, Wisconsin, which is just about an hour outside of Milwaukee. Um, yeah, that's, yeah. That's great. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, Jeremy. Uh um, just a little bit about Jeremy's background. He joined us, I don't know, maybe about a year ago, not quite a year ago, when um, we were doing our cystic fibrosis benefit. Uh, we do sort of like uh, – last year was the first time we're doing it. We'll be doing it again this year. But uh, it was our first annual cystic fibrosis uh, benefit where we uh, donate money and uh, to cystic fibrosis research. And Jeremy found us through that. Uh, and he also does another show on our on our network called My Journey with Cystic Fibrosis, which is very cool. So everyone, please check out that show as well. And uh, welcome to the show, Jeremy. Thank you. Um, we also have Colin. Hi, Colin. Uh, could you just tell us where you're calling in from, sir? Hi, guys. Uh, my name's Colin. I'm calling in from London, Essex in England. Um, yeah, big um, Bethesda fan, Skyrim uh, fan, uh, ESO fan. And uh, I loved Fallout New Vegas, playing some um, Fallout 4 now. That's great. And we love to have Colin around. He's been doing our roundtable project ever since the beginning. We started that a bunch, about, I don't know, two or three years ago now with Skyrim. So Colin's been around from the beginning, and uh, welcome back, Colin. We always appreciate having you on the show. Uh, Juan has also just popped up on the show. Uh, Juan, are you ready to say hello to everyone? Hello, everyone. Hi, Juan. How are you doing? Juan's also been with us, I think, season two of the Skyrim Roundtables when Juan finally joined up. But uh, how's it going, Juan? Where are you calling in from? Um, calling in from San Diego County, California. Oh, Escondido, so to be a little bit more exact. <laughs> so jealous. Good stuff over there in Southern California. Did you get out to uh, Comic-Con at all this year, Juan? 
No, I leave that for the tourists. <laughs> You've got too much deep sea fishing to do. Got too much other stuff to do. Yeah. Too many too many brewing competitions to hit up. Yeah, a little bit of everything. Right well, now it's just hot and muggy, so. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't even want to hear about your muggy. Your <laughs> muggy has nothing on us. Uh, so, Juan, welcome to the show. He's been on since the Skyrim Roundtable back in the day. Uh, it's great to have you aboard again, Juan. Let's see. Let's say hi to Victor as well. Hello, Victor. Hello. Uh, I am Victor. As Andrew said, I'm calling in from the beautiful Hudson Highlands of New York State, but I am an original uh, uh, denizen of the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. And that's he's also provided us all sorts of good information as we, we trample through the, the Commonwealth wastelands here, like whenever I mispronounce a, a, a complicated East Coaster word. <laughs> and let's see, who else do we have with us tonight? Uh, we have Newcomer. Drumroll, please. Kara, hello, Kara. How are you tonight? Hi, I'm pretty good. Is my mic working? Well, your mic is working well. Um, okay. People know Kara. She has jumped onto the Fallout feed as uh, a few months ago and has, you know, with elbow pads and helmets locked on has smashed people out of the way her way directly up to the top where she is now the host of the show the fallout feed so welcome to the show kara uh, fallout is no nothing new to you even though this is your first fallout game this uh this fallout podcasting stuff is is old hat to you now so welcome to the fallout roundtable tell us what you think what are your first impressions of the of the the roundtable format in the show Oh, I love it. I love being pushed outside of my comfort zone, and my character is definitely outside of my comfort zone, and it's taken me, it, it, it gives the game a whole new perspective, something that I couldn't really envision without being given a build to play around with, so oh, I really like great. it. Oh, that's awesome. We are super excited to have Kara with us this year. Um, I don't ever want to come up as... Uh, you're not supposed to notice uh, in this modern PC world, um, of course, what uh, gender someone is. But I noticed a distinct lack of female voices, so I really wanted to recruit Kara in. So I got her into the follow feed. We got her on to even host the show. We tricked her into that somehow. And then we even convinced her, even though she's working on her master's degree, that she needs to add yet another podcast into her already full-time schedule. So thank you, Kara, for joining us on the roundtable of this season. We're, we're very excited and lucky to have you aboard. Well, thank you very much. I'm excited to be here. Okay, so this season on the roundtable, we did something a little bit different. Usually um, what we've done in all of our previous roundtable episodes is roll completely random stats for our participants. Um, that means we – well, in the first season, we've only done it you know, with Fallout once. But in, round, in, in Skyrim, what we would do is choose as many different completely random stats that we could think of that could be assigned to a starting character. And that was, you know, your magic, your health, um, and all uh, where you're going to live, what follower, uh, what faction you're going to join, all that sort of stuff. So Fallout, what we did is we decided to randomize the special stats in Season 1. And then we also gave you, like, a random follower, a romance person, since there was uh, romances to do, and uh, that sort of stuff. Uh, we dictated which uh, settlement you'd have to do to get the people as, hap as happy as possible, since that was an objective also in the game. But for the second season, we also added another little fold into it, 
we decided to include Fudge Muppet builds. Fudge Muppet is a pair of uh, YouTubers who have taken these very, very in-depth builds that they've thought out very well and uh, gave great background and story to. So there are 30 builds that we could choose from now. I think they're still adding builds. If I, I checked on them the other day, there might even be a couple more. Yeah, there's 32 now. Yeah, they're, they're still adding stuff at all times. So these Fudge Muppet guys are great. Um, I assume it's YouTube slash Fudge Muppet, so if anyone wants to check them out, um, it's really good. That's where we're pulling all of our Fudge Muppet stats from was just their YouTube page. Uh, so that is a, an added fold into our roundtable this year. Um, so without further ado, guys, I say we just go ahead and start getting into these characters. All of us, we need to say at first – um, were Fudge Muppet builds. None of us took the random, completely random stats. But some of our play-along participants this year, we did give the option to still have their random stats. So that's what those guys are doing for the most part. Uh, there are some Fudge Muppet builds, which is still exciting out there, but we also have the other side of our completely, totally classic random roll. So it'll be good to hear the feedback show because it'll be uh, we'll get a lot of good variants and uh, a lot of good stories hopefully out of this. Uh, so yeah, let's go ahead and get into some of our character builds here. Uh, is Victor, you were just speaking, so let's go ahead. Well, let's let's talk a little bit about your Fudge Muppet build and just maybe what sort of a backstory you're developing. If you're sticking with their build, if you're developing your own, and just kind of what you're thinking about here in the beginning of the story. Okay, sure. Um, well, I chose uh, the the James Bond uh, build that they did, which was at the time was number seventeen, but. Uh, is now 19 because of the way it numbers on uh, oh, numbers puts them at the top on, of the list oh. on YouTube. Uh, but it's called James Bond, um, and so my character uh, I named. Well, okay, you want to get into backstories? Uh, my character's name is actually Tony Martin, but uh, that is before the war. Uh, and before the bombs fell, uh, he was kind of a geek and just a kind of a quiet guy, you know. Uh, he was an accountant, and uh, he had enlisted in the in the army and spent a tour behind a desk and didn't really do much and and left. But he was always a fan of spy thrillers and and stuff like that. And uh, he met a uh, another uh, uh, geeky girl that he fell in love with, and they married and. Uh, had a baby, and then uh, the bombs fell. And when um, when Tony came out of the cryo vault, uh, there was something kind of fried in his brain. He wasn't quite the same person he was when he went in. Uh, and the experience of watching his beloved wife being shot, etc., kind of tipped him over the edge. Um, and so he took on a persona uh, of one of his favorite uh Spies, but instead of calling himself James Bond uh, in sort of a twisted uh, pun, he name in the game now in the round table is Seamus Fetter. Um, and uh, and that, that is something that I did not get right off the top. Uh, he, he's, make, <laughs> he's making a joke here, everyone. It's just a pun, and a bad one at that. Um, but anyway... So he started out with the, the Fudge Muppet build uh, starts with uh, two strength, two perception, uh, uh, five endurance, seven charisma, um, seven intelligence, four agility, and one in luck. Uh, so it's a, 
it's a it's a pretty good build for for that sort of thing for charisma and intelligence. Um, they the 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 fudge muppet guys, um, you know, have their own backstory. Uh, I chose not to go exactly with that. Mm-hmm. Um, they recommend, uh, of course, that uh, I mean the the builds are always designed around. Uh, that one extra perk you get from the special book, um, and uh, in this case, uh, uh, I took uh, perception. So, uh, and then um, since I wanted certain things uh, right off the bat, um, and I wanted more perception, um, I didn't quite follow their perk recommendations um, in the early the first few levels. So the first few levels I immediately took two more in strength and one more perception. And then I began uh, following their their perk recommendations. Okay. Um, what, what, uh, what did you want to grab out of strength that you needed to bump that up? Well, I wanted to get armor earlier on than they recommend it. <clears throat> uh, they do, of course, want you to get armor eventually in their pure build because uh, ballistic fiber figures prominently because, of course, James Bond has to wear a tuxedo all the time, uh, at least in their uh, (laughs) world. Uh, So if you're going to wear a tuxedo in the dangerous Commonwealth, you better darn well have ballistic fiber. Uh, So um, you need to do that. Um, But uh, And their early uh, build, uh, you know, locksmith and hacker uh, figure prominently. Well, um, since Tony, uh, I mean, Seamus... uh, uh, is like me uh, a complete dunce when it comes to hacking anything, uh, including a piece of wood with a knife. Um, I use those hacker uh, levels to to get grab my strength points. Um, nice. And I may I may you know throw in a couple of hacker perks later on, but but uh, for now uh, I haven't. Um, do you want me to go on? Uh, whatever you want to do. Hey, hey, guys, I'd like to also suggest to you, if you have any questions or anything, hop in. Just, you know, everyone can jump in on any of these conversations as we're talking about our backstories and stuff, too. Yeah, I mean, tell me I'm you know, full of crap and everything. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, so I after that, I pretty much took uh, their recommended uh, perks, not necessarily in the order that they recommend them, uh, strictly, but but by the time I mean, him, he's level eighteen now. Yeah, I was going to say, what level are you up to? Yeah, eighteen. So he's level eighteen, and he's got pretty much all of them uh, that they recommend. So just just quickly, uh, order, he's got level one armor for strength, uh, level two locksmith in perception, because uh, I did want to take those. I, I like the locksmith. Eventually, I took them fairly late though. Uh, level one aqua boy, which I'd never used before, and is. Frankly, awesome. I love it. <laughs> so, uh, um, two-second pitch. What is what is Aqua Boy? Aqua Boy, uh, the first level anyway, means you don't take any rads from water, and from you water. can swim underwater. You can breathe underwater, or you don't have to breathe, or whatever oh, you nice. call it. So, yeah. so it's a great way to escape things, uh, yeah. for one thing. I did, and I didn't know that you could actually sprint in water. I just figured yeah, that out, can. too, I, Yeah, I didn't, I didn't realize Colin? it either Isn't until recently. Yeah. yeah, You hold down the sprint button, you go into the... Uh, Thingy stroke, yeah, the freestyle or whatever, yeah, freestyle, yes, swim faster, etc. And there's also also there's some cool stuff under the water. Uh, You can find some things. uh, Bethesda's thrown some things around in there. 
Um, there is um, there's a wasteland survival guide somewhere that lets you swim twice as fast as well. Really? I don't know where. Yes, I don't know where it, it is though. You might want to look it up. That's but. cool. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'll have to look that up. Um, and then in Charisma, uh, they recommend uh, Lady Killer, so I, that's another perk I'd never used mm-hmm. before. So I took level one of that. Um, is that and I, uh, do more damage to the opposite sex, or what yeah, is that it's one the for? opposite sex one. It's I forget what it's called when you're playing a female, but whatever. It's uh, Black Widow. Uh, Black Widow, thank Ooh. you. And is there something? There's something else. They all, there's almost uh, you always. Get, um, you get um, uh, special dialogue options. That's right. Yeah, you're, you, yeah, yeah. You, you, you're more likely to persuade by a certain percentage or whatever. Um, he's now at level two in Gun Nut, um, and uh, despite the fact that. Um, Did you say what kind of gun you're using? Oh well, not yet. I'm getting to that. Okay, sorry. Uh, so. Uh, that's very prominent, of course, for anybody who knows anything about James Bond. Yeah, I was curious uh, anyway, where you went with that. Uh, uh, they, they concentrate a lot in agility, even though uh, the, the, special, or the special stats are, are concentrated mostly in charisma and intelligence. Uh, so he's now level 3 gunslinger, level 3 sneak, and he's also taken uh, Mr. Sandman level 1. And that's pretty much where he's at with with uh, perks. Oh, Mr. Sandman, nice. Um, that's something they've built into my my character as well. Uh, yeah. sne- sneak is not something that you are um, unfamiliar with. No, I, I, I do tend to play sneaky characters uh, in, in almost all the games mm-hmm. <laughs> because I, I, you know, I, I'm not, my reflexes are pretty good, so I, I just sneak yeah, around no, a lot. I hear that. Uh, I'll get into my character, of course, later, but... Uh, also, I, I've been handed out a sneak build. It's been crazy for me. Yeah, and I'm trying to to sneak a little bit less because I mean, uh, now, now I got to say, just as a slight aside, I was a huge fan of James Bond books when I was a teenager, as well as my character Tony. Um, I read them all and multiple times. Uh, and James Bond is not a sneaky guy, all right. Uh, so um, I'm trying to play it a little more. Um, like James Bond, and James Bond is not like even like the Dan- Daniel Craig character is probably the closest to the real Ian Fleming Bond of oh, any yeah. of them. Nice, uh, but uh, well, in the books, you know, Bond is not a likable man, and he's a stone killer. I mean, that's that's the, that's the fact. Uh, he's you know, yes, he's suave and all that, but he's a stone killer. Um, anyway, um, so. Um, where else to go? Uh, we can talk about mods later or another yeah, time. Yeah, we can talk about mods later. Um, that, I, think, I think that's a really good introduction to your yeah. character. That's really cool. James Bond, uh, Seamus Fetter. Um, I didn't catch the Fetter part, of course. Uh, fetters are another word for you know, handcuffs or bindings or bonds. So Bond, Seamus being the, uh, what do you say, Gaelic or Celtic word for James, right? James, yep. Yeah, okay, so that's great. I never would have caught that. Seamus Fetter, uh, obsessed with James Bond as a teenager, becomes his own version. That's very cool. I like that. I like what you've done there, Victor. Um, let's bring in a uh, little bit of a new voice. Kara, would you like to tell us a little bit about your character? You seemed uh, excited about your build when you posted about it on the Fallout Feed Twitter account the other day, at the Fallout Feed, if anyone's interested. <laughs> 
Yeah, I pretty much was. Uh, it, it's it's kind of, uh, like I said before, out of my comfort zone because it's the scientist build, which uh, when I was looking at it was number 30. I don't, I don't know what number it is now on the list. Oh, Kara cut out for just a second there. Am I still cutting out? Ugh. Fine, my end. Oh, was it? She's fine on my end as well. Okay, sorry. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so <clears throat> to start over, I'm uh, the scientist build, which is a little outside of my comfort zone in terms of the fact that she is physically weaker. Like, she relies on the uh, the armor to keep her alive, period. So she's kind of stuck inside of that the whole time. Uh, By armor, but you don't mean power armor. I do mean power armor, actually. She's, she's in power armor the whole time. Mm-hmm. Wow. For the backstory, they said that... Um, and I, I basically stuck with the backstory and just kind of built on the Fudge Muppet build, which was uh, she was kind of an odd duck most of her life, um, but highly intelligent. And in college, she met a guy who was pretty much her exact opposite, you know, very strong, very sociable, and so on and so forth. And they somehow fell in love and got married. Uh, and she, for some reason, uh, decided to give up on science and went into law uh, to get her degree there, and they decided to settle down, have a family, and then shortly after, the bombs fell, so best laid plans. And now that she's up and about, she's she's ir- experiencing the wasteland a lot more differently than any of my other characters. I should introduce her first. Uh, her name is Jacqueline Hyde, which I decided <laughs> to go with a bit of a pun name as well. <laughs> Uh, I think eventually I want her to just kind of wander around as the professor and that, that's uh, really, she's that's really fun <laughs> Good job. yeah and she's um, she looks at things at a much more analytical kind of view so instead of doing a whole bunch of goody two-shoe stuff she's she's honestly kind of treating the whole experience in a disassociative way Um mostly because what she went through was very traumatic. She lost her her husband. She lost her child. She has no idea where it is uh, right now because I haven't uh, gotten her. I've been so busy trying to level up for Far Harbor. She hasn't met up with the Institute yet. Um, so she's she's really kind of distancing herself from that emotional turmoil and just looking at the world in a new light. Like, okay, well, I've got to survive. And she's just kind of wandered into this whole far harbor thing. Uh, she's So she's a bit aimless right now. And um, she's having a lot of fun trying to figure out the dynamics on the island because uh, of the interesting fanati- fanaticism of the children of Adam and the uh, stubbornness of the far harbor men. And uh, she's super excited about Acadia. But again, she's treating it instead of like you know, people that she needs to interact with and understand that she's, she's more looking at it as some kind of great cosmic experiment right now. She mostly just holds human life in high value. Um, but she certainly appreciates, uh, the synth technology. She finds that fascinating and her companions are mostly robots. Um, Oh, nice. Yeah, so um, I think she's going to have a lot of fun when it comes to Automatron. <laughs> was that included by the, the Fudge Muppet build? Did you take uh, 
are robotics because I think that's one of the perks, right? Robotics is that included in your build or? Mm-hmm. Nice. It's. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm there yet. Uh, let me look up her original stats well, right I'm, now. She... I'm sure that they'll be different. See, like Victor, I also have had to do a little bit of jumbling of the the perks and the order that they're taking them. Just, just by the circumstances of my game so far. Yeah, exactly. It's 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 more convenient to take one earlier than another, and that's fine. Yeah. Yeah, I did that in one case. I don't remember what I think it was. Yeah, uh, for level four or level three, instead of taking night night person, I took nerd rage, which. Holy crap, guys. Have you ever used that perk, Nerd Rage? No. Um, I've heard of it. Is is that one of those that the lower your health is, the more something something does? Yes, pretty much. Like, time slows down, and you deal more damage, and it's, it's just funny because you hear your character go, Rah! and everything goes like this shade of yellow, and you're just dealing a bit more damage, and you have more time to get more things done. And I just love that it just... Oh, that's fun. It, you see the icon of the little Fallout boy with his glasses on, and he's just ripping off his shirt, and <laughs> out comes a rippling, muscly chest. Well, that's, that's totally hulking out. That's great. It's the best. That's funny. I took that just because I needed sheer survival, um, because she's so weak. She yeah. starts off with a strength level of three, uh, three uh, perception of five, endurance three, charisma one, uh, intelligence ten, <laughs> agility two, and luck four. And it's just so when she she was popping out of the 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 vault and she's wandering around, I I died a lot. I died a lot, a lot, a lot because I'm just so used to kind of barreling in and being able to stand my ground. And the thing is, not only is she weak, she is about as graceful as I don't know an elephant on roller skates. <laughs> so sneaking around isn't a thing that I can do either. And those are the two things I'm really good at in this game whenever I play it. So I'm very oh, and the whole charisma thing drives me crazy because now I can't get people to do anything I want. Yeah, that's a tough one, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, but I want to. Yeah. I want to do the thing. When I. When I saw you post your stats and you were complaining about uh, the, the your charisma situation, and I said, but Kara, it's an accurate reflection of real life in that uh, you are a scientist and therefore have the high intelligence to be able to tell people what is best for them, but low enough charisma that you can't convince them that it is the thing that they need to do. I said, that's yeah. actually probably a pretty accurate reflection on real life for a scientist right there. Yeah, that's very true. And I've, I've actually, to be fair, I've actually had a lot of fun picking the more awkward responses on purpose. Oh, that's good. Yeah. yeah. yeah or the more, uh, you know, it comes across maybe snooty with another character, but for when I'm playing through Jacqueline, it's more of a, well, that's dumb, and this is why it's dumb. Not because she's being snooty, but because she's like, you clearly don't understand what's going on here, so I'm going to explain it to you kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been a lot of fun. Uh, but she, because she's much higher in science, I've been having a lot more fun with you know better uh, med uh, perks and hackers and so on and so forth. And I'm just now getting into the armor uh, two. Okay. And what's interesting, though, is that Fudge Muppet also had you take Idiot Savant. Because this character is a great EXP build. 
um, because whenever the the idiot savant kicks in, it kicks in for a lot of exp. Mm, they yes. explain it better than I can. That's uh, interesting because between... usually the, uh, the idiot savant is best with a low intelligence build. I didn't yeah, realize. That. Usually, yeah, it, it hits more frequently, well, at least, right? Right, because um, I know that if you have a high intelligence, you get a lot of experience. Because I've noticed that with my character, because. My character has an intelligence of ten as well, and it it just, when it hits, I mean, uh, I'll, I'll level up almost after um, most quests. Oh, okay. Um, and then if you add the idiot savant, when it does hit, and it um, adds the multiplier, you're you're, I mean, what is it? Double, I think, on the first on the first step. Yeah. So it's it hits pretty 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 good. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they keep having you. Let's see. I think they have you take up to. Uh, two on Idiot Savant. I don't know if it goes any higher than that. Um, but, it, yeah, I mean, strangely enough, it's actually worked out incredibly well because I'm getting the regular higher EXP with uh, this high intelligence build. But when that Idiot Savant hit, it just launches me even further. So I've leveled up pretty quickly. Um, I I'm, I'm unfortunately haven't played the game as much as I would like to, but I, I mean, I've only played it for maybe, I want to say like a day and a half and I'm already level 14. Um, And that was, you know, that's running very few quests and the like. So it, it, it's been, it's been pretty nice. I kind of feel like I'm just skipping up upwards, but the problem is I'm running into a lot of high level enemies because I'm on very hard and I do not have a lot of ammo on me right now, so... They didn't build in, uh, uh, was it Scrounger? They did, actually, but I just... I think it's because I haven't done as many quests Mm -hmm. yet. Oh, yeah, you need to actually go out to find stuff, that's true. Yeah, yeah, and I haven't really been doing that so much as... um, That is... Kind of... You bring up a great point. That is something that I have struggled with very early on in this in this character in particular is that i i have a high rad low health build with this character and mm-hmm. i'm i'm low levels so that's even harder with with low levels of health and you're a low level anyway i have yeah. to i have to decide i'm standing outside of this building and it's a whole like inner turmoil decision okay i need to go in there to see if there's rad x i really <laughs> need the rad away that could be in that med box in the bathroom <laughs> do I dare go in there because I will be killed if there is even a rad roach or something in this in this hallway? Like, oh, it's so so stressful early on in this game with this character. Got to make those <laughs> heavy decisions. Mm-hmm. I still don't quite have my character down in terms of how to play her. So, uh, but I'm really enjoying the challenge. Um, that's, and I think that's, that's pretty great. much where I'm at with Jacqueline right now. Cool. I really, I'm, I'm envious of Nerd Rage. That sounds really fun. I'll have to look into that at a, with a later character or something. Yeah, I highly that's recommend really cool. it to everyone. It's, it's fantastic. Nice. Um, so, Jeremy, are you uh, with us this evening still? I hope so. Yes. Okay. Um, would you like to tell us a little bit about your character, sir? Sure. Mine is the Pyromaniac build, which oh, I nice. believe. Oh, nice. Yeah. Twenty-one. And this is just this is just a lunatic. This is I've been looking forward to this. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like Kara had mentioned earlier, it's kind of reinvigorated my 
the love of the game. It's a totally different type of game I'm playing, and I'm having a ton of fun with it. I've been playing almost exclusively Fallout for the last couple of weeks. So, um, let's see. So, yeah, it's a, she's a pyromaniac. Uh, her I named her Sam. I didn't have any witty names to use. Sorry. <laughs> I'll work on that for next season. Uh, a few of the things from Fudge Muppet is she's a chem user. Haven't used chems yet. I'm waiting. I'm trying to dip my toe in the water, but haven't been able to do it yet. You, you've never used chems in the past, if I remember right. Correct. Did you um, like sell them? Were you still part of the problem, or did you just bury them in a hole in the ground? Like, no, I oh, kept them. Away with I... you, chems. At some point, my intention was to use them, but, yeah, so I usually have a safe wherever I call home full of chems and <laughs> food. For a rainy day. That's what we call that. And I call... Psychojet is your best friend. Psychojet? Okay. I think that's the one. I think I've got some of that. Or I think I made some of that, I should say. Yeah. Um, slows down time and increases your strength, I think. Okay, yeah, that's the one I need to use then. Did uh, Fudge Muppet include specific drugs that you're I supposed to build? So, in the, yeah. in, in, in their... They have these really nice introduction videos, everyone. I failed to mention that on the YouTube page. You would assume <laughs> that they would be videos, but they have these really nice introduction videos to the character. Um, so I didn't know if they specified which drugs worked best with like flamethrowers or whatever you're doing. I believe they did. Or is I, it, maybe it's not even flamethrowers. Are you doing like, um, what are they called? The Molotovs? Was, was that me you asked? Or yeah, Richter? yeah. You, oh. Jeremy. Sorry, I thought you said is, Victor. Is, is it all, is it all f- Molotovs, cocktails and stuff? Or is it just like flamethrowers? It's it's flamethrowers. It's Molotov cocktails. Oh, nice. um, all, all the, I bring the get, fire. <laughs> I had to get the shish kebab. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, so you can get a flamer and the shish kebab at the same time, right? Oh, that's yes, great. Sir. And the <laughs> shish kebab does not use any type of fuel, so you don't need to reload it. I didn't even think of that. That is a good point. That was one of my concerns, was am I going to have to find Mr. Handy fuel flamer or fuel or something? Yeah. Oh, good call. So, um... What do they what do they have for your background story and everything? What are your motivations? Uh, what are your motivations? I grew up in Boston and at the age of 6 she lost her family to a house fire. So because of that she has mental damage from or yeah, mental damage from that. She's obsessed with fire. She bounced between foster homes until about the age of 16. It was a little more stable and then she got caught starting a fire in a park and got booted out of that and I think that was the last foster home she was in and then she met why do I want to keep calling him Nick? Is that right? Uh, the detective? No, no, no. no. Uh, her husband. Oh, Nate. Nate. Sorry. Nick and Nate. Minus one point for me. <laughs> uh, for those of you keeping score at home. <laughs> She is very strong. She's she would find reasons to duck out of the house to go start fires. <laughs> all, all kinds of crazy. Uh, learned how to forge documents. 
was listed as a lawyer at one point. Uh, spent a lot of time at the local libraries. Um, and she started with strength of eight, perception of one, endurance of eight, charisma of one, intelligence of eight, agility and luck of one. And wow. I have been, huh. and I don't know what the special book was. I think it was strength possibly. Yeah, that's one. They assigned the special book for everyone too. Yeah, I believe it was strength. And I have been adhering to what they gave me. Mm-hmm. What, what, what level did you what say? They what level are you up to? Uh, I just made level 20. Oh, wow. And I'm at about 21 hours. Um, Great. So, yeah, I've been trying to use their assigned perks. And it's worked well so far? You haven't had to map anything differently? No. I've, uh, That's great. Oh, no, my great. phone's locked up. I've been trying to, like I said, kind of stick with what they gave me because it's, I don't look ahead. Uh-huh. I just have screenshots of the, the oh, video. That's, that's great. That's a good call. Uh, do you then, have any uh, favorite ones offhand? Well, <laughs> she's a cannibal. Oh, wow. <laughs> How's that work? Tell me about that. Um, what are the level mechanics one, you like? can eat humans. And then once you get to level two, you can start to eat ghouls and super mutants. What, what is the mechanic like? If you walk up to a dead body, does like a just a menu option pop up? Say like eat corpse or something? Or exactly, it says what is the nom, first? Nom, 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 nom. It's a... <laughs> it says nom nom yeah. nom. <laughs> Take transfer eat corpse. Take transfer or eat corpse. <laughs> he gets down on her knees and just starts. And to top it off, as she stands up, she typically will belch. Oh, that's great. Which is somewhat disturbing. <laughs> uh, because of the cannibalism, it was uh, preferred that you take strong with you. Mm-hmm. Because everyone else gets a little turned off when you start eating people. Oh, yes. That is a great mm-hmm. way to, to raise Strong's affinity is to you know, munt yeah. be a cannibal. He now admires me already. Um, Does he say yeah. anything interesting when when you're eating, or? Uh, not that I've heard. I, I I bet you he does. I just have to turn up the volume a little bit more, probably. Uh. <laughs> uh, let's see what else. Uh, look at the other perks. Like I said, I've been. I, whenever I level up, it then I look at what my next perk is, and, and so I'm kind of excited at what what comes up, and that's really driving me to get to these next levels. Yeah. Um, armor, big leagues. I think I've got a couple big leagues. Rooted. I've never used Rooted before. I've never used Cannibal before. You know, it, I, a lot of stuff I haven't used before, and I'm really excited about it and want to keep on going. She does have Hacker, which I think is kind of weird to have Hacker. Hacker but... and Cannibal together, of course. Mm-hmm. And then I know one of the perks is uh, uh, one of Victor's favorites, adamantium. Uh, and then solar-powered, I think, which is one that you get energy from the sun, essentially. Uh, I've used almost exclusively melee and the flamers, but, of course, to get a flamer, you have to go to Saugus. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. That's tough With, at lower levels, man. Oh, yeah. I... If I have it in my notes, what level I was at when I went in there, <laughs> it was 
Sorry, it was pretty brutal. Yeah, those guys are tough. Uh, it was, it was a lot of baiting them to come away from where they were and come outside. Uh -huh. I could kill them, and then if you get them outside of the building in that entryway area, you can kill them, eat them. Oh, there you go. Take a nap, get your health back up, <laughs> and go back in there after them. That's brilliant. Uh, oh, that's what I was looking did, for. Did you stop by Finch Farm on your way there? Will the will the sword pop up? Liver does make you sleepy. Will the will, will the sword pop up if you do not stop by Finch Farm on your way there? Will it be there anyway? I have the sword, yeah, because I... And, and you didn't what? go to Finch Farm first? No, I did not. Okay, cool. No, I uh, I knew I needed the flamers, and I knew they had them there, so I yeah. I got one. What, there's a few of them outside. Yeah, I was going to say, there's probably one outside, yeah. Yeah, so I got that, and then I, I was there. I'm going to go in and get the shish kebab, because that's the other recommended weapon, so mm -hmm. I... Fought my way through there and got the shish kebab. That's and uh, I think there's a picket fences and a bobblehead in there also. Nice. Yeah. Did, did yeah. they plan on you getting your main weapons this early in your build? Uh, I think they did say get them as soon as you could. Okay. Yeah, they don't, I don't think they actually suggest a level at which. I mean, sometimes they're locked in levels, right? But Yeah, yeah. Some of my um, things are storyline locked. I can't yeah. get them yet. That's a great bobblehead too. By that, that's the explosives bobblehead. I think that you get out of out of Saugus. Um, Does it have anything so... to do with flamers? No. That's too bad. <laughs> it might actually help with the um, uh, Molotov cocktails, though. Oh, there yes. you go. Yeah. Yep. Are those counting so, as explosives? When I went, sure. yeah, went through. I did the Kellogg mission, and I was still getting my legs underneath me on how to play as a melee character. So I did uh, divert from the script a little bit, and I did use the Batman to take care of Kellogg and his crony. <laughs> That's great. Uh, I did get the Deliverer. It is back at the Red Rocket. I do not carry it. Yeah, leave that at home, Jeremy. You're not allowed to touch it. <laughs> <laughs> the only weapon I carry that's not melee or the flamer is Dance's Righteous Authority. Because nice. sometimes you just need a ranged weapon. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good gun. Yeah. yeah. So and it's not overly, you know, it's not OP or anything. So yeah, it's good for taking off machine gun turrets and things like that. So and, and that's general, the only thing I carry. And in general, this project is supposed to be fun. Like, do not limit yourself to the point where you're oh, you're miserable with your weapon oh, no. build. You know, if you have to shoot something from far away, shoot something from far away. Who cares? I'm having so much fun with this. That's it's, great. Yeah, I, I love it. It's As we'll talk about a little bit later, it's, yeah. it's overwhelming at times, but it's a ton of fun. Awesome. I'm That's really great. That's great. I'm glad you chose that, that build or that build chose you. That's that's awesome. Uh, one thing we haven't talked about yet that we'll go back down the line after everyone's introduced our characters is um, what factions that we've chosen on the island. Uh, but next, uh, Juan, um, or would you like to introduce your character? Um, yeah, I'm actually playing the um, the assassin build, uh, the best stealth build. Uh, my character's name is Angela Lachance. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she um, kind of blacked. What did you say? Assassin part of her memory a little what, bit. What sort of best build did you say it was? 
Uh, this is the um, best assassin build. Best assassin build. Cool. Yeah. Um. I. I. I decided to change it because I've been using the um the unarmed uh builds for for a while. Most of my like my last two or three characters have been unarmed, so I was like, oh, let's try something with melee since I've never never done melee. Yeah, and this you, one, you, uh, don't, you don't mean melee. You mean completely unarmed. Uh yeah well um, basically like um you just go you out use, punching like, people the, the 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 knuckles and the uh, power fists and um the death claw um gauntlet yeah um those are all considered unarmed um, oh so come this... on those are weapons come on Bethesda yeah but it's it's not considered yeah, melee yeah, yeah. interesting and, um so um. Anyways, uh, Angelo Chance, um, after the deep freeze, seems to... She can't seem to remember what happened in the vault. Um, she just knows that she woke up and found her. This I'm doing. I did my my own kind of backstory. Um, didn't pay much attention to their backstory. Um, she she is um, highly intelligent because she uh, she did do some some collage, and it got her um, her. Uh, she was a lawyer, and um, but before that, um, in order to finance herself through through college, she did some side work of assassination, and um, that's how uh, kind of um, I'm working my character. Um, mine uh, also includes the nerd rage, which I'll eventually get to, and also um, she does some uh, the robotics expert as well. So that should be fun when I get to the um, automatron. Uh, she tried to sneak her way to get a Krem's tooth, but <laughs> holy smokes, there's some super high level. And for some reason, there was a lot of um, just high level raiders. All of them seem to have skulls next to their <laughs> description. And I attempted a few times uh, to sneak through to... Uh, go through and just doesn't seem to be going her way, so I'll have to get back to it later. Um, I do have. Um, she did go and find the railroad and join the railroad, um, just kind of by chance. And uh, I, she happened to be walking by there and went in and found it. And after a few tries, she found the entrance. And it's kind of interesting if you haven't done anything um, because uh, what's his name? Deacon. He he still vouches for you even though he knows nothing about you. It's, so it was kind of interesting. Um, and that's all I have so far. Oh, yeah, I started with um, two strength, three perception, one endurance, one charisma, ten intelligence, ten agility, and one luck. Um, so it's, and then they, they recommended to the book on strength so that I could, uh, get the armor right away. And, um, so it's, I mean, it's working pretty good. Um, I am enjoying it. Um, yeah, that's it. Nice. Sounds good, Juan. Um, so, sorry. Um, assassin. That sounds really cool. You also got the robotics and the nerd rage. Yeah. That's gonna be interesting. I'm interested to see all these cool perks. See, this one thing about the fudge muppet build is great. Is it's pulling out all sorts of perks that I'd never 
use myself. And that's a... I'm really interested in, in how they've progressed my my perks that I've had to choose. It's it's very interesting to see what sort of angle they're going for there. Uh, Colin, are you happy with your character build? Uh, which one did you go with? You started with uh, well, the Silver Shroud. Or something, right? Yeah, Silver Shroud. was the superhero build. Yes. is the one that I got. Um, let's see. So my character's name is uh, Jean-Paul Valley. <laughs> some people will get that. Some people won't. Um, let's see. Uh, my current level is 26. Uh, I've been following the, uh, whatchamacallit, the perks that they suggest verbatim. So they're all exactly as they say. Uh, it got a little irksome at level 20 because they wanted me to take um, Bloody Mess at level 20. Um, but I didn't have enough luck to be able to take. So what I had to do is, with the way they had done it, was that I needed to get the bobblehead so I'd be able to take it at level 20. But the luck bobblehead is on Spectacle Island on the <laughs> fucking boat. <laughs> no matter what fucking game you're playing or what build you got, no fuckers going to Spectacle Island <laughs> before level 20. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I went, I, I travelled down there and I got the effing bobblehead and sort of like then took the things, took the things. Um, the way I'm playing the character is, um, uh, does anybody know who John Paul Valley is? That goes over my head. Yeah. Uh, he's um, he's from the DC universe uh, in the uh, comic books. Uh, he was um, a guy, a character named Azrael, but he was an assassin um, for the or- the Sacred Order of Saint Demo, and he got to he was kind of a bad guy because he'd kill people, but Batman kind of turned him around. Uh, and sort of like trying and straightened him out, uh, and then Bane came along and smashed Batman's back, and Jean-Paul Valley was the do- guy who took over from Batman and became the Batman for about a year. That's cool. Oh. Uh, but they, but he went nutsoid as he was doing it, so he kind of lost his mind. That's really um, interesting. So that's kind of what my character is doing. He's uh, sl- when he came out, he started slowly losing his mind. He's played through three quarters of the main quest. He got all the way to uh, killed Kellogg. Done the same thing as Jeremy. Uh, just uh, popped in a uh, a nuke and just yeah. said, uh, "Hey, hello." Um, done that. I then got to the uh, done the Victor uh, Virgil things right and got to um, <laughs> the institute. Uh, talked to father, uh, and then kind of went insane from all the the stuff that happened from the the vault until then, and then find out it's been sixty five years later. So he kind of just like you know sat in a room for about three weeks and wearing a crown of to- crown of toenails and back hair <laughs> and stuff. And, so, uh, and in the end, just sort of like you know I got to get out, and then he sort of like wandered around. 
and then he heard the Silver Shroud, and that sort of like kind of tweaked in his mind of the superhero that he used to know as a kid. And uh, then he was walking past, saw Hubris Comics, and he was just sitting in there with all the ghouls and uh, found the Silver Shroud, and then it sort of like the story, story sort of like carries on from there. Um, but that's it. That's about the backstory that I've sort of like gone with. So he's kind of a lunatic, so he always runs around, and he only wears a Silver Shroud. <laughs> the um the outfit uh it's not very good it's got 42 um i think is the the um yeah 42 is the damage resistance i've got at the moment yeah and 67 energy resistance uh, can you put ballistic weave on that uh i don't have to because if i cuz i when i done the silver shroud quest i managed to save kent uh, and when you go back periodically to Good Neighbor, um, I think, I can't remember the levels, but I think it's 25 and then 35. He increases it. So you bring it back, you give him the Silver Shroud over it, and then he himself puts Ballistic Weave on it, increasing oh, nice. its damage resistance. So, that's cool. Um, but you have to wait until it, it's leveled, so it's sort of like locked behind his levels. And he, do, I think, he does it all the way up to level fifty, and it sort of like maxes out at um, uh, ballistic weave five, I think. Hmm. Uh, what was going to say, I the weapon I use is, I think, it's one of um, Brian's favourites, is spray and pray. <laughs> mm, which is the submachine gun, which is obviously the Silver Shroud's weapon of choice, but it's the one that does the explosive damage. Yeah, nice. So that clears away lots of enemies. I'm also having a good bit of fun with it because I'm uh, only playing on normal, so I have no worries about dying or anything like that. I can just um, breeze through all the, the quests and everything like that when I have to worry about sort of like taking too much damage. Stress-free. Yeah. Uh, Sounds nice. Let's see, starting stats, uh, I too had a strength of 1, uh, perception of 4, endurance of 3, charisma, uh, charisma of 9, which is unheard of for me, it's usually charisma <laughs> 1 for me, and uh, the special book, uh, I had to take the use that to get the 10th level of charisma, and then it's an intelligence of 6, uh, agility of 3, and then luck of 2, and that's what I started with. Um, it, there's um, the few what I don't ever use is it goes for a, a very big locksmith got all the locksmith ones now all the way up to master and all the hacker ones all the way up to master um, and I use intimidation and wasteland whisperer and that's the ones where you can look at a, a character and sort of like point your gun at them and tell them to stop and don't attack you which is quite good, because I can tell them to stop and don't attack me, and then I'll blow the heads off. <laughs> <laughs> that's not very sporting. Yeah, that's good stuff. No, but it's funny, because I, <laughs> yeah. I, um, when I was doing the Silver Shroud uh, quest, I got into the last room, and you had the guy, um, Sinjin. And I'm there, and I'm talking to him, and yeah, I convince him because my charisma is so high. I convince him to try and kill me first instead of killing Kent. And when he gets up, then I take uh, some psycho jet and some buff tats, 
and it, I can't use Spray and Pray, because if I use that, I'm going to kill Kent. So I take out the, um, was it the Kellogg's 44 Magnum, and I look to the, all the guys surrounding, and I just like uh, intimidate this guy, uh, uh, one of his lackeys, and he goes, oh yeah, sorry, I give up, don't shoot me, and then I blow his head off. <laughs> and then I turn around to the next guy, and I intimidate him, and he goes, yep, don't shoot me, and then I blow his head off, and then I turn around and then shoot the other third, the third guy. And then by then, Sinjin's run into the back room so I can take spray and pray out and just blast the entire area, t- tearing into pieces. That's such, that's such a perfect Silver Shroud thing to do, too. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. Oh, man. Those are, so those are you... great perks. I like those, the Wasteland Whisper and uh, whatever the human version is. Those are... Uh, it's intimidation, yeah. Intimidation. It's, it's, it's a lot great. of fun. Yeah. Uh, so sometimes I... Out, sometimes... So when you Sorry? pull out Kellogg's gun, do you say, do you feel lucky, punk? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh... Well, do you? What was I going to say? Um... I'm trying to see if there's any other perks that annoyed me in any way, or any good ones. Again, the only problem with this one, I was saying to Andrew that I might swap it out, because there's a lot of similarity to uh, uh, Karana Maruji. Mm. Um, like, Commando is there, Sneak is there. Yeah. But it's it's different enough. As I said, I've never used Locksmith perks, or Hacker perks, and I've got all of those. And I always had low charisma, and this one is is the highest possible charisma. So um, there's not much I'm too worried about. I'm quite enjoying most of them. Great. Uh, apart from night person, a bit weird. And that gives you some benefit for adventuring more at night than versus the day. Yes. Uh, give me one second. Talk it's sort of the same thing as the solar powered, but for but for, for night, opposite, right? yeah. Yeah, it does give you, on the second rank, um, night vision when you're sneaking uh, between the hours of 6 p.m. and 6 a.m. Like Khajiit vision. Mm. Is that useful? It's useful enough, but it's, again, it's like the Skyrim shitty night vision. So. Yeah. Oh, okay. The vanilla the... nights in, in these games are, are bright enough anyway. It's almost no place yeah. you can't really see what you're doing anyway. Yeah. I was going to say, are you playing with a night mod? Like a darker night. I'm, I'm I'm playing with no mods. Oh wow! Wow. Are you are you on your Xbox then? <laughs> no, I started an Xbox uh, character, and then I tried to shoot something, and I went, "What tool tries to use a bloody controller to shoot somebody?" <laughs> ridiculous thing. So that that ended that, and I turned that right off. I think it was Brian Accidentale who once said. Uh, it takes skill to be able to shoot, like you, uh, like play a first-person shooter with an Xbox controller, and he's damn right. It does take skill. It, it's like you know, uh, not a very particularly, I, I don't know what you would call it, uh, a recommended skill or something like. You no, know, it's like kind of people who can turn their eyelids inside out. It's not something <laughs> you should be proud of when you can easily get on a on a. It's a desktop, a nice sort of keyboard, and a, sort of like a mouse. And a, it's a skill, but no I wouldn't one to be proud of. <laughs> Go PC Master Race. That's yeah. hilarious. I turned that right off. <laughs> That's uh, great. Uh, well, thank you, Colin. COD guys are raging right now. <laughs> I I said it was it was very hard. I couldn't do it. I tried to like FPS games with an with a, with a controller. No. No. 
No, I tried it, and I was like, no, that's done. I'm not going to do that. Yep. Well, um, the character I was dealt for the uh, round table here uh, is known as the Inquisitor, which is a worshiper of the the Adam. So it's a Children of Adam will be my my sect. We never went through and talked. We'll, we'll go back through quickly before I sign off and see what everyone's faction is going to be. I obviously will be in the Children of Adam. Um, uh, the Fudge Muppet guys basically start off saying that this character is a glass cannon, uh, meaning high high damage but very fragile. So you want to stay away. This is going to be a stealth build, which if anyone knows my background of round table characters, this is as foreign as a playthrough can get to me, is a ranged stealthy character. I hate archery. I do not like shooting things from a distance. I do not like scopes. I do not like um, shooting things from very far away. But so far, this is awesome. (laughs) Um, I doubt that I'll be converted in the long run, but we'll see. Um, I'm enjoying this sneak, especially because of the perks that they built in, these Fudge Muppet guys, with um, sneak um, plus, what was I saying, Victor? The What is that? The Mr. Sandman. Mm Mm-hmm. And Ninja. Ninja's great. I love Ninja. With these mm-hmm. perks combined, you shall form a silent nightmare. It is amazing so far. Because um, all these things stack on top of each other. But uh, uh, the backstory of the character is um, he was raised in a, in, a, in a very deeply Christian faith and um, had a very successful upbringing and always thought that the Lord had given him these special gifts, was always told by his family that you, you owe nothing to no one except for the Lord. The Lord is your holy path, and you shall always follow this path, and you are only given, you're only talented because the Lord deems you worthy to be his worshiper. So he was very academically and athletically gifted, succeeded in his childhood, and enrolled into the army, as we all know, later on in life. Um, Did you say him? Him, yes. Actually, too, Jeremy, that's another huge difference for me is I have almost solely played female characters in these roundtable builds. Um, I can't think of a time I've played a male other than I have a survival character. My survival mode character is a male. But, yeah, that's a good call, Jeremy. I, it's, uh, it's weird hearing the male's voice on the, the voice protagonist here. I've only ever heard the female. It's 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 been it's been kind of crazy so far. So I picked the biggest, fattest build that I could. It's really funny to see the difference in the character design between the the female body shape that I choose and the male guy. It's like the vault suit looks like a just a burlap sack of balloon like <laughs> garbage bag hanging off of this fat guy. It's really funny. Uh, but I made him a big chunky guy, um, but maybe because uh, I don't know. It says he was athletically gifted. Who knows? Uh, he he just got fat. All right, leave him be. Um, so the the tragedy of losing his his wife and son he believes is a uh, betrayal by the Lord. So um, goes into a deep dark depression, you know, it goes off and, and tries to find what has happened. And, and he's reminded of the trials of Job uh, many times, thinks of himself as being punished. And as long as he keeps his faith in something that he will finally be rewarded in the end. Uh, 
but the Lord has turned his his back on him. So he he goes to find um, inspiration elsewhere on the island of Far Harbor. He hears of the children of Adam. He finds the children of Adam and finds hope in their message of rebirth and renewal. Uh, He's confused as to their message. Uh, He's like, you guys worship radiation. They say, no, that is a common misconception about the children of Adam. Everyone thinks we worship radiation. That is not what we worship. Uh, We worship Adam, and Adam is the possibility of change, the the ability to create something better out of change. That is all Adam is. It is not this mist that you see around you. The mist is the messenger. The mist brings us to everyone out and about. But uh, we worship Adam, which is the ability to bring about change. And he thought, my character thought about that long and hard, and he said, well, that is kind of, and how I was raised to believe in, you know, academics and science and religion, how that you know the lord and evolution can both bring about change so let's give this adam a chance and he has been sucked in ever since uh he is now a child of adam and in this build it's it's highly sneak oriented a lot of the um the perks we're taking right off the bat uh we're lone wonder which gives you a 15 percent damage resistance which is important right off the bat plus 50 carry and it's important to note out that you can take lone wonder perk guys and still have dog meat with you You can't have any other followers but dog meat for some reason does not count as a person follower so you can have dog meat with you and have all the lone wonder perks still apply which is good for me because if you know anything about my uh, round table past you know i'm a follower guy i like to have tons of people around me just a little party wherever we go um, a couple of the other perks that I like right off the bat is Action Boy. Uh, they have me heavy in that, which is, is crazy because um, in my initial build, I already have a lot of action points. Um, but that provides a 25% AP regen. Lots of, I said Sneak, Sneak 2 are taken off right off the bat. And Ninja. Ninja gives you the sneak attack of 2.5 damage from a ranged attack and four times with a melee. The melee I'm not doing so much. Um, but the the two times, two and a half times from a range attack has just been outstanding so far. Uh, gun nut, of course, because we're aiming for the kiloton rifle. If anyone knows the kiloton rifle, it's a radium rifle, which is awesome, because in the first place it provides you know a pretty high normal damage, but on top of that, a radium damage, a radiation damage, which is just incredible. And then on top of that, the kiloton rifle has the explosive effect that Colin was speaking about on his spray and prey weapon. So that becomes a pretty powerful weapon. And the one thing that I don't love about this um, uh, Fudge Muppet build is they don't think that you're going to get this radium rifle until you're level 20, 25. So they're not having you cash in your science or anything like that to work on your radium rifle until about then. So there, I did have to bump my science perk um, up. I just took it at level 15 because I've had the radium rifle for a while. But a lot of the perks they're having you take, like Commando is built in, but that is, uh, it only helps you if you're using an automatic weapon. Well, they didn't have me taking the science perk till level 20-something. Well, I already have the radium rifle. I got it earlier than they thought I would. So the problem there is uh, the radium rifle isn't going to be nearly as effective as they're planning it to be because I couldn't you know, upgrade it to be an automatic so that the commando perk would actually apply to it. So it hasn't been automatic up to this point, but it's still a pretty good weapon anyway. But now that I've made an automatic and I've already got 
two points into commando, it's automatically 40% more powerful than it was just a level ago. So that's, that's cool that they did that. So I have had to do a little bit of rearranging, but nothing too terrible with my fudge Muppet perk. Um, but yeah, I'm just basically a brainwashed religious zealot, um, off to, (laughs) off to punish the, the, um, what do you say? The heretics, um, who, who disgrace the name of Adam, and uh, they said that's up to me to choose who those heretics are. Um, my initial build, we'll go ahead and point that out real quick as we close out the show. Uh, I had, I'm really weak, strength of one, perception also one, which is really weird, guys, if you think about it, because I have the... <laughs> Religious zealot with a perception of one. Yeah, yeah no, no, that makes actually total sense. But uh, they give me all these AP, this action points that they're building up. So I get like... You know, I can cap off like nine shots with my handgun, or like, or I can get lots of shots off more than I ever have with any of my characters, except for my perception is one, so my VAT's aim is fucking shit. I can hit nothing, so I sit there and I shoot nine caps off in a row, blam, 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 point, point range, and I only hit you twice. Like, that, <laughs> I don't understand the connection between those two things. There seems to be a little disparity there in that connection. I'd like either more perception. See, what I'm doing is I'm starting to put on as much clothes as I can to raise my perception. I think I've got uh, glasses and is there a hat that does it too, maybe? I'm not even sure. I'm, I'm trying yes. to raise perception other ways to go along to, to make my vats build. Ooh, baseball cap. I should check that out then. Um. Yeah, so where was I? Endurance also won very low endurance. Charisma 3, I've never played a character with such low charisma before. Uh, I don't think I'm going to be able to do things like build shops in my settlement. Is that true? Don't you? Yeah, you need local leader for that. Yeah, you need local I'm not going to be able to do that. Um, that's going to be very strange in this character. But they also said that this character is a loner and he's not supposed to ever have a follower. And that's why they have you taking the different loan, the leveled loan wonder perks as you go out through the this playthrough he's a you know religious zealot off by himself he's a hitman for for adam basically um intelligence of 10 extremely intelligent uh which means i get lots of xp like um kara was talking about her her xp leveling up um agility also 10 which is great because i've never played a character with really high agility like this and that's why my my ap is so high plus they have me taking um agility boy or whatever that that perk is called um so i get tons of shots off my rifle but i have shitty aim so i don't ever hit anything which is super frustrating i was also granted a luck of two and with the special book they said i was supposed to get up to luck three um they don't have me taking leveling any of my special attributes up throughout the whole build except for luck luck is category that uh by the end of the build will be up to uh level eight so i will be taking more luck as we go along um, but other than that, I'm just taking mainly lots of commando, lots of sneak, uh, bloody mess gets thrown in there later on gun nut, gun nut two, gun nut three. Then I start doing critical bankers and science later on when they want me to finish improving my radium rifle. Uh, so that's basically an introduction to my, uh, character, the inquisitor. And if anyone has played the children of Adam quest line on the Island, you will know why it's called the inquisitor because you are granted a really cool looking helmet, sort of like, looks like the backside of a diesel truck, uh, helmet called the inquisitor's cowl. So, um, Oh, inquisitor's cowl. Really cool. It's one of those things as your radiation level goes up, as your health level goes down, it, it doesn't matter about your health. It's really the radiation level as it increases. 
your intelligence also increases to a maximum of four. So what I've been doing is I've been getting my, my health up before I go on a quest. And I'll go out, and right before I cash in the end quest, I will sit by something radiated, you know, that will give me radiation, and then I will make it so that my rate, my intelligence level goes up to another plus four. So that makes it 14 before I cash in the end and I get more XP at the end nice. for, for cashing in. So that's that's pretty cool with the Inquisitor's cow there. Oh, gosh, mouthful. Uh, everyone got introduced, correct? Uh, do we have anything else that we wanted to get into before we close out the show for this week, guys? Uh, individual factions? Oh, yes, individual factions. Thank you, Colin. Um, I included another person into this season. We have six people this season because uh, there are three different factions on the island. So we're going to do two, two, and two. Um, I am Children of Adam, of course. That makes perfect sense with my character build. Colin, did you find a way to make your association with your faction make sense with your character? Well, yeah, he's a nut job. There you go. <laughs> and you are? The Silver Shroud. Um, yeah, I'm with you at the Children of Atom. So. Well, that's I could great. do it that they're kind of like the Order of St. Demo kind of thing um, mm. with my character, and he goes back there and loses his his mind. Good deal. Um, uh, Kara, what which uh, faction were you with? I am with the Harbormen. Harbormen over there in, in Far Harbor. Victor, who were you with? Uh, the other one, I can't remember what. Uh, the Acadia? It's... Yeah, I think so. Okay. Um, I had it written down somewhere, and I can't remember. Uh, um, but I think it was... Mm-hmm. Sorry. Um, something like that. Okay. Juan, sir, what were you? Um, I don't remember. I think I was with the harborman with Kara, but I'm not 100% certain. Okay. So, Jeremy, would that put Jeremy in Acadia <laughs> then, I believe? What's it? You in Acadia, boy? Um, well, of course, the Fudge Muppet I'm supposed to be Institute, but... Well, that's, that's no, fine. No, no, Is, no. Have you made any um, connection between... Um, the Institute and being part of Acadia. Are you like an Institute secret agent trying to get into Acadia I, secretly? I or haven't. Uh, I'm still a free agent. I haven't decided which way I'm going to side. All right, sounds good. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I was Acadia because I, I had an intention all along to, to join the railroad, etc., which I've done and yeah. so on. So, so that's um, that's that's the route I'm taking. Great. Uh, Oh, I forgot to mention my character name, um, John Dalton. Isn't that the family that's on the island? Well, um, I I used this name. Yeah, that is a family, yeah. Because John Dalton is, is a famous person in the history of the study of of atomics. And I'm I'm sure that the, the family named Dalton on this game is, is also a nod in that direction, I bet. And I'm going to work it in, definitely, somehow, this character. So, um, if we don't have anything else for this evening, I would like to everyone, I would like to remind everyone that uh, we are taking play-along submissions at falloutroundtable at gmail.com. Also, uh, follow us on Twitch. We are at twitch.tv slash asapodcasting. On Twitter, we are at the Fallout feed. Uh, pretty soon, guys, coming up here. 
we will have the 100th episode of A Skyrim Addict, which is the Mothership show, which got all of us together. So uh, everyone, please, even if you don't play Skyrim, go over there and, and give it a listen for episode 100 of A Skyrim Addict because uh, Next it's, Sunday. It's, it's a pretty important um, you know, accomplishment for this little, little, little podcast family that could. So uh, good for you, ASA. I congratulate you, and uh, thanks so much for having us in the family. Woo-hoo. I'd like to remind everyone that we have an Amazon link as well. Um, uh, go to our web page, which is what asapodcasting.com. Click on your Amazon link if you're doing any shopping there. It doesn't cost you anything extra, and it just sends a little bit of chunk of change back our direction. And we don't keep our money like all the selfish podcasts out there. We, <laughs> we donate ours straight to the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation. And speaking of the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation, we will have a fall fundraiser, and we will do a marathon streaming of the new Skyrim release that will happen in the 28th of October, I believe. So we'll probably stream, I think, the next Saturday, which I think might be the day after release. So, uh, I believe it is. We'll, yeah, uh, we'll, st- we'll start to release day. Yeah, a Friday is really weird. Yeah. Um, I remember uh, Twilight movies came out, and my wife was saying that um, they had to move the release date to a Friday because they were scared that too many kids would skip school <laughs> to go get it if it were released on a Tuesday. And I thought that was strange reasoning, but I, I, I didn't know if that would was the truth or not. That's funny. Um, anyway, keep your ear to the ground about our uh, CFF.org fundraiser. And uh, also join us next time when we will discuss our first three Far Harbor quests. We will go through the quest number one, Far From Home. Number two, Walk in the Park. Number three, Where You Belong. So for Jeremy, Kara, Juan, Colin, and Victor, I am Andrew saying thanks for listening, and we will see you in the wasteland. Bye, everybody. See you in the wasteland. Bye. Later, guys. Man, it'd help if I have the uh, the closing theme song up and ready to go, wouldn't it? Bye-bye. Oh. Sing it, Jeremy. This episode of the Fallout Feed Roundtable. If you are interested in doing a play along character with us, the show can be contacted by emailing falloutroundtable at gmail.com. For the roundtable schedule, our Amazon link, and all other show information, please head on over to asapodcasting.com where you will find the Fallout feed, a Skyrimatic podcast, our YouTube channel, the Chatterbox, as well as other content. Once again, thank you for downloading, and we'll see you in the wasteland. Included in those responsibilities, Victor, are being able to clip out things early and after. What, what were you about to say? Oh, no, no. I just I was just going to ask you a question about how you were going to format this, this one, but never mind. Let's just do it. And yeah, I, I was going to discuss our pulling back the curtains pretty much off the top of the show anyway so uh, okay cool we'll do that. all right here we go guys <laughs> and everything goes like this shade of yellow with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine but we're just gonna circle up here a while and uh, get lucky no no nothing like that it's just these cash prizes add up quick so i suggest you sit back keep your tray table upright and start getting lucky Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.